Hi, and welcome to the Vancouver Life Podcast. This podcast is created to answer the most talked about questions when it comes to navigating the Vancouver real estate market. I'm your host, Dan Wartell, a licensed agent and accredited real estate investment advisor based here in Vancouver, and I'm joined by my co-host, Ryan Dash. Hi, Dan. I'm also a local realtor, an exhausted father of two, husband of one, and really happy to be here. Let's get right into today's episode. Hi, and welcome back to the Vancouver Life Real Estate Channel. We have created a five-part mortgage series with our colleague and friend, Mikhail Ferreira from the Bank of Montreal. In this series, he answers the most asked questions when it comes to financing real estate. The topics include how and when to finance a pre-sale condo, your options when it comes to down payments on a home, how and how much equity you can access within an existing property, the best ways to finance investment properties, and lastly, how to purchase real estate within a corporation, especially good episode for my realtors and other business owners who operate as an incorporated business. Our guest, Mikhail, has been with the Bank of Montreal for over 15 years now and consistently finances more real estate than any other mortgage specialist within that organization across all of Canada. Safe to say he knows what he's talking about and has some incredibly valuable information to share with you. The five-part series launches on Thursday, February the 23rd and new releases will come out every Thursday at 3 p.m. They're quick 10-minute episodes that get right to the topic at hand. Be sure to check them all out as I found them incredibly informative and know that you will too. All right, let's get into today's episode. Welcome back. This is episode five of our five-part mortgage series with Mikhail Ferreira from the Bank of Montreal. Today's an interesting one, one I'm personally excited about. It is all about how you obtain multiple mortgages. So for all my investors or potential future investors out there, this is one you're definitely going to want to pay attention to. Mikhail, thanks as always for joining us today. Thanks, guys. Good to be back. Excellent. <laughs> so let's talk about how this works. Uh, maybe I've got my primary residence and I've got the investment fever mm-hmm. and I want to buy 25 investment properties. <laughs> Where do we go? Uh, 25. <laughs> 25 is a little bit of a stretch, but there is, uh, there, there is many ways to look at this and, uh, you know, just to kind of kick things off in how to understand this is every lender has different, uh, you know, rules on this, right? And just to kind of quote what we do, you know, the max that you're allowed to have is 10 properties and you're allowed five with BMO, right? Um, and that can vary lender to lender. Some allow more, some allow less. And so it's important to understand first that, right? Mm. Before you get out there. And a lot of people don't understand, like, how do I, okay, if I have a property and I, you know, you know, I'm, it's renting for X and the liabilities are X, you know, how does that help me if I'm buying, trying to buy another one? Well, a lot of people don't know this, but there are different, there's, there's something called a rental uh, offset a calculation that every lender has a different calculation, but it allows you to basically buy a property, use the, uh, take all the liabilities from it, subtract it from the rental income and it yields a number, right? So it's either positive or a negative, hmm. right? So say you have a property and it's cash flowing. So property A, you know, earns a hundred bucks cash flow. We take that hundred dollars and we add it to your income. Hmm. So basically, it doesn't exist. Right. And in fact, it helps you. Yeah. Property B, you know, adds another hundred dollars. We're adding that. Property C subtracts two hundred dollars. Okay. So now you got three properties that basically x each other out. Yeah. Right. 
So, you know, this is an important strategy when understanding like how to actually purchase multiple properties and how to make this work for you. Because if you get stuck, stuck with the wrong lender, you're going to get, uh, you know, you're not going to be able to make those next steps and you're going to probably pin, you know, if once you disclose too much on the rental side, oh, I want to do this, I want to do that. Sometimes they'll stop lending to you altogether. Yeah. So, you know, you want to make your intentions very clear and understand what the rental calculations are. However, I don't, when I say that, I'm like, you, you want to talk to, you, to the individual so that they can explain to you, okay, well, if I want to buy this property and I want to buy another property, how would I be able to do that? Mm. And if they can't articulate very clearly to you, okay, well, we're going to use rental offset and, you know, blah, 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 then you know that it's probably not the best place. Yeah, it's probably also not going to happen. No. Yeah. No. Interesting. So in buying these properties, yeah. um, does the origination of the funds yeah. matter? And why? Obviously, it matters. But what I mean by from that is, like, can it be line of credit? Can yeah. it be cash? Can it be RSP? Yeah. So you know, in many cases, we're using one property that's levered for another. Uh, in you know, in previous, I, I spoke about you know refinancing a property to use that as your next property. So I'll give you an example where this calculation is maximized right you have property a that you currently live in that has equity you want to buy property b which is your next home mm -hmm. by converting property a mm -hmm. into a rental okay so you refinance your current property you pull that equity out you now have your 20 percent to purchase property b now what we do is we now we've we know that you've taken all this debt for the purpose of purchasing that next property and we say okay well that property is going to rent for x right and then essentially what that calculation leads to is again is it a plus or is it a minus right so i say it's a it, it's a zero right well no i mean let's in vancouver 90 percent of the time it's usually a, a, a um you know it's a negative mm. usually you're yeah, short a couple hundred bucks a month yeah, right? it's, hard to, it's so, hard to cash flow so so you know you're you're converting that property that and we're refinancing and so for sure it's probably going to be short a couple hundred bucks a month then we take that off your total income and then we're just qualifying you on the next property hmm. so so what if you've got w would this still be applicable if you have properties across canada let's say you've got a vacation property in toronto that you mm. airbnb can you use that income yeah. so actually funny enough uh in quarter two of this year we are i think one of the first to market with short-term uh homes uh short-term rentals oh, yeah cool. yeah it's got no That's details huge. and not even sure if i'm allowed to say that but well, <laughs> honestly i mean because income <laughs> income in many ways is income yeah according to the way you're trying to finance yes yeah. right yeah. and that kind of brings up my next point i remembered it okay. <laughs> <laughs> is that um you said there's a maximum of 10 properties yeah yeah what if they actually all cash flow and yeah and you're making a case yeah. for hey listen you know I, i'm actually very good at this and you can see that they're mm. all positively cash flowing yeah. why wouldn't you lend on on an 11th property? yeah so so you know to clarify so like say in, in this particular instance we're allowed 10 and 5 currently with bank of montreal right but other lenders have different ones right now there's a fine line between you know, being a personal uh, buyer for rental purposes and being a real estate operator, which right. is now a commercial uh, thing. Mm -hmm. right. And you don't want to cross that threshold because if you be, get categorized as a commercial borrower, like a real estate operator, you you have to go through commercial process. It's extremely expensive. It's just not worth it. At that point, you're pretty much done. Right. Okay? Right. So 
this is more meant for people to try to get like three or four or five, six properties. And, and you know, uh, people have opinions on that, but at the end of the day, it doesn't have to be all in one specific area. So you're, what you're re- really saying is recycle one for a better yeah. one, yeah. if anything. And, and, and the most common one that I, I see, it's not a goal of attaining 10, but usually people think, okay, so, you know, in my particular situation, I think about, well, you know, I have two kids, you know, I'd love to have a property for each one of my kids, you know, one, uh, one rental, one residence. So I'm aiming for four or five properties, including a vacation home. How do you get there, right? Use one to buy the second by offsetting that one. Then you go from there to the next one, offsetting that one, mm-hmm. and like, and it kind of moves Carry on, on from there. Yeah. So all the properties that are not in question are being offset against their own potential rent, long-term rent, right? So that has, like, if you have a home that has a rental, uh, you know, it has to have a rental agreement, you have to have proof of rental income, mm-hmm. right? So so if you have those, then then it's no problem. The Where you run into issues are with when people don't have proper rental agreements in place. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have to show a certain amount of income for a certain period of time as well? Like if I rented it last month, yeah, right. Would I? And and it's producing positive cash flow. Yeah, would that? Yeah, so so there's de- depending on the, the lender again, but you know what we typically do is if it's a it's a if it's a brand new residency like it, like it, the we just order something called a market rent, right. right? Which basically we send an appraiser to say, well, based on the neighborhood and based on other homes exactly like this one, it could rent long term for X, mm-hmm. right? And usually that's just a more up to date number. Um, but where a lot of people have uh, you know rental agreements, we can use a like an active rental agreement with. Uh, the previous month's bank statement to support it, I see. right? Okay. So we want to make sure you're collecting that income, right? Of course. Um, and and that is you know an important piece because depending on how much you do get the situation, well, you know they, they've I've had this tenant for you know. 10, 15 years and they pay like, you know, hundred bucks. <laughs> well, no, but it's very low, you know, and then yeah, it doesn't yeah. help you too much. This, you might not have the answer to this and that's okay because, um, the city of Vancouver is proposing this Plex plan. I don't know if you've heard of it, but let's say you have a single family home. Yeah. Um, you're depending on how much land you have, you're going to be able to convert that into a duplex, triplex or, or mm-hmm. fourplex. Mm-hmm. And, under, uh, you know, the guidelines in terms of owning five or owning 10 or whatever that is, if you currently own that property and then divide it into four, are you now hooped in terms of trying to rent beyond that? Not necessarily, right? Because uh, there's doors, there's properties, there's different ways of of looking at that, right? If you have uh, where it's split like into four brand new units and you or know. build a laneway for yeah. example right no that's one property okay yeah that, that that's important because you know oftentimes um and we'll see a person that buys you know there's the upstairs the downstairs yeah. and the laneway and we, right. we can use all three for one property for one property oh. yeah oh. so in those cases or that's where we usually see the uh the rent uh come back okay also i mean important to note though that each bank has their own set of rules when it yeah. comes to mortgages. Yeah. For example, RBC, last time inquired, they will grant somebody, as long as they qualify, five mortgages, regardless of how many other mortgages they have. You could have 50, 60 mortgages. If you still qualify, they will grant you up to five more. Wow. So knowing which banks to work with when and yeah. in the specific order, if you're looking to build a portfolio of pretty significant size, let's call it over 20, 30 kind of doors, then you definitely want to speak with an investment advisor who can track you through in which banks to work with when. 100%. Yeah. Very important. I also like the idea of picking up a fourplex and it can be considered as one property. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's, as long as it's not four individual separate addresses, Correct. Yeah, split, four, then you're okay. Yeah. Four PIDs. <laughs> I get that. Yeah. But 
Yeah. So, uh, what are addbacks, and can you walk us through? Yeah. Those? So, so um, you know, there's a there's a important to understand the difference between an ad back and an offset. And again, these are bankers' terms. These are you know mortgage broker terms. But essentially, uh, what it is is an offset is when you're taking an existing property, the liabilities, and you're you're subtracting it from the rent, mm-hmm. right? And it yields a number. That is an offset, right? An ad back is just when you have a property, all its liabilities mixed in with all of your liabilities plus the rental income mm-hmm. plus your income, mm-hmm. right? So it's like every it's just everything that's a minus and everything that's a you know, uh, against each other, and the ad back is always less uh, less attractive, and actually doesn't it yields a higher number from a debt service standpoint. So when you are looking for lenders, you're looking for the ma- the highest offset. Some lenders will actually use an offset on the subject property that you're buying. Hmm. Which is actually, you know, uh, the strongest that you can get. Um, and again, you want to find out who those are. But generally speaking, when you're buying a property, it's better if your previous property is converted to rental, the new one's becoming the residence because the old one gets offset. Right, right, right? Right, right. So there's there's multiple ways. Everybody's so different. But the, I think a lot of people, you know, the best way is to talk to your mortgage advisor. Explain what your goal is, not just the short term, but your the next two. Like if you truly have, if you have a plan for two or three or four properties, you know, make that heard and and say, okay, well, how do you plan to get there, Mm -hmm. right? And then it's a lot easier to say, look, that's not going to work here. You need to go here. You need to do this, or don't buy that right now. Buy this. Yeah, exactly. Right, and and I I've always felt that. If you're going to make a move, you should take care of your residence first, which helps you offset the previous re- residence, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, previous property. Because but making a move and buying a secondary rental, unless you're in your forever home, might handcuff you later. Yeah. Right? Makes so sense. if you, you move up into the home that you're going to be content in, and then you accu- accumulate your investment properties. Right. I think this was an incredible demonstration in how important it is to work with a professional yeah. if you are considering, or a team of professionals, clearly, yeah. uh, if you are considering purchasing multiple properties. So, Mikhail, thank you for your help today on this. Uh, for those that are looking to buy a portfolio of real estate, <laughs> how do they get a hold of you? Uh, yeah, you can give me a call, shoot me an email, or reach me on Instagram. Perfect. Great. We will include all those contact details in the comments below. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. and Everyone have an awesome day. That wraps up this edition of the Vancouver Life Podcast. For more information on this podcast and to access a ton of free downloads, investment opportunities, current market info, and homes for sale, you can find it all at www.thevancouverlife.com. Thanks, and we look forward to bringing you more podcasts about Vancouver real estate.